Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What should the Big 12 goals and expectations be in 2024? That is coming up on today's Big 12 Watch. Hello, everybody. I am Josh Neighbors. Once again, this is the Big 12 Watch. Welcome to 2024 and the Big 12's 2024. That's what we're talking about today here on Crystal Ball College Football. 365 Sports is the main channel as well. You guys can find us wherever you get your podcasts the Big 12 Watch. You guys can also find me uh, on X slash Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore and wherever you all get your podcasts. I hope you all had a great New Year's. You all can tell. uh, Not party too hard, just uh, still getting over, you know, some sickness I got in Dallas. I mean, everybody, uh, it sounds like I know when the Cotton Bowl got sick. So like everybody is, is getting over it right now. I know there's stuff going around. I know some folks have COVID. So if you all are sick. I hope you all are feeling better. Uh, and I hope this brightens your day and it would brighten my day. If you all could like the video, you all could leave your comments and subscribe to the channel. Those ways always help support what we do here at crystal ball college football and what we do here at three sixty five sports. And obviously here on the big 12 watch. So <clears throat> the other day I looked back at the year 2023 for the Big 12 Conference. And we had a conversation about, hey, was it a good year for the league in 2023? And obviously I covered the league, but I've covered the league now. uh, Professionally got out of college in January of 2019, or excuse me, December of 2019, and immediately started working at SiriusXM in January of 2020. And so I was always working on the Big 12 channel, worked on other channels too, but primarily on the Big 12 channel. So you know, this is my, let's say 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. So this is now my fifth full year of big 12 coverage. And obviously as a podcaster, I started back in uh, October or September of 2022 covering the big 12. So we've seen in that time period ups and downs for the league. And obviously always as this goes within a calendar year, you will experience both the ups and the downs because it's a long year. And when you're a conference like the Big 12 Conference and you're not the Big 10, you're not the SEC, it's a fight for respect. It's a fight for television dollars. It's a fight even for survival, which obviously that and television dollars oftentimes coincide with each other. But I've seen all of those ups and downs and fights and battles many of which have occurred in the same year. And I did a show the other day thinking about, hey, 
was 2023 a good year? And ultimately, it was my belief that it was. Mostly from a like survival standpoint, it was a good year because the Big 12 looks like it's going to be able to continue to thrive. The Pac-12, which you know, I, I don't love seeing other conferences go away, but the Pac-12, which is ostensibly, you know, ostensibly it is competition, is going away, which I think in some ways is good news for the Big 12 conference. So you're seeing that league go away. Its competition dissipates as some of the teams go, you know, go and join the Big 10 conference. Some of the teams go and join the Big 12 conference, right? Um, you know, there's some competition that is now falling by the wayside. So that is good. And then as you look ahead to 2024, I think there is a um, there is a tendency maybe to go straight to conference realignment to say that's the way the Big 12 can win. And we will get there. But if I had to rank in order of importance, like what the most important things are for the Big 12 and expectations of the Big 12 in 2024, I would not start with conference realignment. That's not where I would begin. Um, and the reason I'm saying that is because, you know, we've, we've beat that thing to death so much about like all the possible ways that it could go. And it looms large, but in many ways we're still waiting on Florida state and to see what's going to happen with that situation. So just kind of on its, on its surface, like it's where we all want to go, but I think there's other things on the court, on the field that we can talk about for the big 12 that are equally, if not more important than what happens, the next steps of conference realignment. So that's why I begin with number one for me is um, winning another college basketball national championship and on the men's side, women's side, it'd be great to have one. But I think a national championship in men's basketball would go a long way, obviously, to once again, re-solidify uh, the Big 12 as the best basketball conference in the country. And I, I think there's a good chance that a Big 12 team could win it this year. I mean, Kansas looks like the real deal so far this year. Houston looks like they're going to have another really strong season this year as well. Baylor has, is off to a fantastic start this year. Other obviously there's other Big 12 teams too that we could talk about, but like, you know, I think the chances for a Big 12 national championship are um are strong. Now, obviously nothing's guaranteed. The NCAA tournament is a very not random, but it can be a pretty uh it's a difficult proposition, right? Getting through it. But <clears throat> the one constant, excuse me through college hoops the last few years and when it comes to the big 12 is the big 12 is consistently considered by most folks the best basketball conference in the country whether it be talking heads like myself whether it be you know you extend that to talking heads who are just college basketball folks like jeff goodman and and people like uh you know rob doster and 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 folks in that kind of neck of the woods like Yes, I think they also share our sentiment about how strong of a league the Big 12 is overall and in context of, you know, uh, other leagues. Um, and then the NCAA tournament, like the results in terms of what they've done recently have also been there in, in a pretty significant way. And so you do feel good about where the Big 12 is with basketball. But I think another championship would further solidify their hold on being the best basketball conference in in the country. And a reason why I believe that to be so important is because while football, it's going to be difficult to make inroads, basketball, once again, as a major revenue driver, 
in the college sports world is an area where the Big 12 has an advantage, you know, as an advantage. Now, once again, if the pie is like 80, 20 football, basketball, it's great. But hey, man, football, they only play 12, 13, sometimes 14, 15 games a year. And so it's not on all the time. And basketball starts already started, right? Starts in November. And we have not even hit conference season yet. And we're about to. And so we're about to get uh, the next three months will be full of college basketball. Basketball is about to take over uh, and, and be the primary sport that is, you know, available to watch. I mean, once again, we've got bowl games today. I forget what else is going beyond. I don't know if there's any other schedule beyond this, but like we're on our final slate of bowl games, right? Uh, football is about to go by the wayside. The, the transfer portal and recruiting, obviously that, that stuff never really sleeps. But when it comes to uh, what's about to be on television, basketball kind of comes along. It's always a reminder to us that, hey, there are more revenue driving sports than just football. So the Big 12 kind of restaking that claim is huge. The next one, though, we I think we do have to go to football, right? We have to go to football. We have to say that, to me, a major thing is, yes, the Big 12 will get a team in the 12-team college football playoff. The next big step, to me, would be getting a second team. Can the Big 12 place two teams in the 2024 college football playoff. And they might be able to do it in 2025, sure. But the reason why this season is so important is that this is the big realignment season. This, uh, 2024 that being, this is the year that OU and Texas go to the SEC. This is the year that UCLA, USC, Oregon, and Washington all make their way to the Big Ten. And so with all of those changes happening right now, right in front of our faces, I think the natural reaction is to say, hey, the rich will keep getting richer. The SEC will go from, you know, one team right now, and they've had two in, in past years, I think, uh, was it once or twice, and the Big Ten had two last year. Um, we're going to go from that to three to four. And I think the Big 12 can stop that in some ways, right? I think I think the um, you know getting a second team in obviously would would, would be huge, but uh, you know it's not about stopping those other conferences. It's about trying to keep up in some ways, right? So I think last year is a good example. Both of those teams would have made the college football playoff, both TCU and K State, and so it's weird because there are certain spots where like in the if you're a Big 12 fan who roots for like the, I root for the health of the conference overall I do not have a certain team um there are going to be years like last year where overall you know TCU is this kind of awesome awesome undefeated story and overall you think you'd want the horn frogs to continue the run but actually overall health of the conference it was better off, you know, if it was a 12 team playoff situation, it would have been better off for K State to win the league like they did because what would the Big 12 do in that situation? They would have placed two teams in the college football playoff. TCU would have definitely, in my opinion, made it as an at large team. And obviously, K State would have gone as your Big 12 champion. So I think uh, things like that come to my mind when I think about, all right, Josh, what are the overall hey, overall health type stuff? Yeah, kind of put us in some weird spots. I think back in 2021, same result. Like it's actually better off that Baylor won the Big 12 because Baylor and Oklahoma State in a 12-team situation like that would both be going 
to the college football playoff. And then also, too, we have to hope that the college football playoff committee values Big 12 conference wins, right? The, the ability to beat an Oklahoma, the ability to beat a Texas, and use those as signature notches, signature wins in a resume, that is going by the wayside. And so because that is going by the wayside, we have to hope, you know, number one, it's on the conference to put out good teams. It is on the league to have good enough teams that value good wins. But if those teams are good, we have to hope that the CFP committee values those wins the same way that we do as folks who look at this conference on a week-to-week basis. We have to hope the value is there. It might not be a one-for-one value, right? It might not say if if Utah is up top in the league and Oklahoma State beats them, it's the same thing as uh, as a team beating a Michigan or an Alabama or a Georgia. But you have to hope that they do view it, hopefully once again, in that same neighborhood. So I would say number two for me is two Big 12 uh, CFP teams, right? Especially in the first year of the college football playoff because bias, bias, you know, it's one of those weird things that it can kind of just, once it happens once, it can keep going. It can kind of keep, it can, it can perpetuate itself. And so you're hoping that in the first year, like if we only see one Big 12 team, uh, there you'd hope there wouldn't be hesitation to put two in the next year. Now, look, I know the folks in the committee change, but a lot's about to change in the college sports world. And so my overall concern is there. And I'm hoping the Big 12 can have a year like a 2022 where 10 and three, nine and three team is able to go win the Big 12 championship, be 10 and three, go to the CFP, and a second team can get in there. Then the next thing is the next thing is this either you'd want both those teams to win or you want a Big 12 team, guys, to not just win a game, but win more than one game. And so we saw this happen with TCU. Once again, recency bias can step in, though. People people forget that TCU did beat Michigan last year. People have forgotten that a little bit, right? And so you don't want things like memories like that to fall by the wayside. And so I would say for schools like Utah, Honestly, it might be a bit different for Utah. And I know this is kind of the chips, the middle year, but for Utah, they have been close twice and missed, right? When they, when they've uh, won both uh, Pac-12 championships and went to the Rose Bowl, they lost both the Rose Bowl games they played in. And so if you're Utah, you're looking to get there and get a win because that's like the next step for you as a program, right? But, uh, you know, I, I want to see a Mike Gundy, and they've never been there yet, but, like, I want to see, even it's kind of weird to say this, I want to see a team that's kind of been around the top, like, go up there and go win a couple games. TCU came out of nowhere. And we know TCU's had the ability to go to the top, right? But, like, Utah, Utah could be a team that does it. I just, like, I think it's almost like I'll take one win from Utah because they've been close, not been able to get the job done. It's just for youth fans. I kind of want them just to win one. Uh, win two, yes, please. But, like, win one kind of was just like that. All right, finally they did it. Um but like, I want to see him win multiple games or, or I wouldn't mind if we get two big 12 teams in seeing both big 12 teams win their first round game. How great would that be? How great would that be? If we could see two big 12 teams go and both win their respective games because that, and, and that would mean, uh, you know, they're beating a beating pretty good opponents. The reason why I say multiple games is this, is that 
this is now the challenge. We saw it with TCU. The, the difficult part now is that outside of a four-team playoff, uh, you know, when you go to 12 now, you've got to beat multiple teams to even get to a championship. If you are a first-round team, you are going to play in the round of 12 and then the round of eight and then the round of four. So to even make the final four now, you have to beat two playoff teams. Now, the good news with that is, hey, you're probably not playing a top four team in your first round games. The bad news is in your second round games, you will be playing a top four team. Also, what frustrates me the most is this, because I, I guarantee you we're going to see this. We're going to see a situation mu much like this year where uh, it's going to happen again. It feels like we're a Florida State kind of caliber team goes undefeated and they'll end up being a top four team and they'll put them in and they'll get the buy because the Alabama will not get left out. They'll just be the five seed to play an extra game. But that's going to happen, right? Like they're, they're going to flip on their criteria, I feel like, in the future. I feel like that's that's just uh, at this point uh, just it's going to be procedural. That's going to that happen eventually. But uh, no, it's, you know, it, it the challenge has now been increased, right? The difficulty in the task has now been increased. You have to win multiple games to even, if you're a first round team, to make the point that you were at in the final four. And now as a, as a team, if you make the top four, you've got to win a game to reach the top four. You got to win two games to get to a championship. You've got to, you know, and, and three to claim the thing if you are a top four team. Uh, and there's no guarantee if you are one of the, now here's the good news five highest rated five plus seven models. So five highest rated conference champions. There's a pretty good chance that the big 12 team is one of the top four, right? The SEC and big 10 number one and two ACC and big 12, three and four and Mountain West, AAC, Sunbelt, all fighting for that fifth and, and final conference championship spot. But I think that is where, uh, you know, I'm interested to see, Hey, can the big 12 team do it once. Can they do it twice? We know they can do it once we've seen it. And then finally, guys, the conference realignment side of things. Um, I don't think it's necessary to add more teams in, in, in 2024. I do think it's necessary to say, hey, whatever happens to the Florida State and the ACC, uh, the Big 12 can try to keep their name in the news. You know, I know they did with Florida State and whatnot. I know Brett Yormark probably you know, had some folks put it out there. Hey, the Big 12 could be in on Florida State if uh, – you know, if uh, uh, the Big Ten or SEC does not work out, uh, I think it will for Florida State. That is my opinion. Uh, I believe that those conferences would desperately add a school like a Florida State. I think there would be no hesitation in them adding a school like a Florida State. And the television networks are on board with adding Florida State that ultimately will decide the fate of Florida State if they clear the court process, right? If they clear that court process, that is what will define their future is, hey, the TV networks want them. I believe they do. Um, but can the Big 12 capitalize if other teams find their way out next season, uh, next, this calendar year? And that's something we'll be watching. Uh, you know, this court fight could go on beyond this season. Uh, I think that's something that's reasonable to expect. But, um, you know, I, I would say like just uh, keeping your eye on that. But the nice news is this. In 2023, the it was necessity that the Big 12 add more schools because the Pac-12 situation was coming to a head. 
So the Big 12 didn't add more schools. That meant the Pac-12 saved themselves and it was able to keep themselves on somewhat level footing with the Big 12 or footing with the Big 12 or just even being alive and still being a power conference by virtue of what we've known them as forever. Um, the addition of those schools shows that it didn't happen. And so you're now, you're one of the power four. Maintaining that spot is obviously important. Uh, if you can elevate to a power three, that's great. But maintenance of the power four is important. And eyes on the ACC is what is important next. And always trying to, you know, leverage your position and improve is is great. So, you know, kind of Brett Yormark has kept on that trajectory. So I would say always trying to keep moving forward, but there is there's not necessarily a need to add schools. Do it if it makes sense. But the Big 12 does not need to. And last year they needed to, I felt like, even with the additions they brought in, Cincinnati, Houston, BYU, uh, and UCF, it felt like you know the next step was taking Pac-12 schools because that was kind of a natural progression. Now that does not feel necessary. So those are those are my big four things. Basketball national championship, two Big 12 teams and a CFP, a Big 12 team, uh, both those teams winning a game or a Big 12 team winning two games would be nice. Hey, three, what if each win the first round games and one wins the second round team? You know, two in the final four, like all that stuff. But like I'm thinking more, hey, baby steps. Um, and then the fourth thing is add more teams if you can, but maintain your current strength and position. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us uh, on X slash Twitter at NWPod365. I'm at Josh Neighbors underscore. You all can find the show wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. All right, folks, we will talk at you tomorrow.